Welcome to the David Glenn Show. Hope your weekend is off to an early and fantastic start. We have some fun in store for you today, including the National Football League. The AFC and NFC championship games are on tap, and trips to the Super Bowl are at stake. Did you know the Kansas City Chiefs have only one Super Bowl title to their credit? It was so long ago, none of my staff was even alive, and I had just been born into this world. The Packers have four all-time. The Niners have five all-time, one short of the leaders. The Titans have never won the Super Bowl, and none of the four finalists has won one recently. The Packers, most recent, a decade ago. Who do you have? Titans at the Chiefs. Who do you have? Packers at the 49ers. That doubleheader awaits us on Sunday as there's a whole lot of other things going on in the sports world this weekend. We welcome you to Free For All Friday. What does that mean? Monday through Thursday, since we grew syndicated and statewide as we come at you live in almost 300 North Carolina cities and towns nowadays. Monday through Thursday, we have more guests. We have more of my crazy rants and musings we have a little less time for phone calls. And since we went statewide long ago, celebrating that 10-year anniversary recently, it has been harder for you to get in or to get in without waiting too long on hold. Free For All Friday has been carved out, one out of every five shows. We have fewer guests today, a special one, but only one. Chris Myers will be part of the call for Fox Sports as Green Bay visits San Francisco on Sunday night. I think he's dialing us up from Northern California on his way to practice. He's talking to the coaches, he's talking to the players, he's talking to us in our number two. Chris Myers will drop by midway through today's edition of Free For All Friday. We have not only the NFL on our mind, not only the playoffs. Meanwhile, your 2020 Carolina Panthers continue to take shape. Ron Rivera, of course, out as your head coach. Matt Rule of Baylor in. Norv Turner and the other coordinators out. LSU's Joe Brady, the architect of the most explosive, prolific offense in college football history. Only 30 years old. He will be officially announced at a press conference this afternoon by the Carolina Panthers. Baylor D, D coordinator Phil Snow and others are also in on Matt Rule's coaching staff. Y'all know Luke Keekley has retired at the age of 28. That surprising announcement earlier this week. Tight end Greg Olson may soon follow him out the door, although he has time left on his contract. Lots of free agents. Uncertainty surrounding quarterback Cam Newton for the obvious medical reasons. There's only a handful of building blocks you know will be Panthers next year. Outside of Christian McCaffrey on offense, and that assumes they get a new deal put together for the running back, and maybe Trey Turner on the offensive line, K.K. Short on the defensive line, a couple of others, Shaq Thompson, uh, this year's rookie Brian Burns, maybe one of the young wide receivers or a couple of them, D.J. Moore and Curtis Samuel. Outside of a half a dozen or so dudes, it's hard to figure out what the Panthers are going to look like in 2020. Draft, of course, awaits us. Free agency as well. We'll talk all things football. Titans at Chiefs, Packers at 49ers with your call shortly. 1-800-849-2761. College basketball is also front and center for us today. The best matchup of this coming weekend is right here in our backyard. It is number 11 Louisville visiting number 3 Duke. College basketball chaos 
is actually symbolized, and it's not unique to our state. It's not unique to the ACC. It is just weird this year. There's no super heavyweight. There's no best bet to win it all. The Blue Devils, who are 15-2 and two as they host the Louisville Cardinals, two of the three best teams in the ACC this year, clearly, along with Florida State. The Blue Devils' victories include highly ranked Kansas at highly ranked Michigan State, a pretty good Georgetown team at surprisingly strong Virginia Tech, and a total of five ACC wins by an average of 25 points. They are truly blowing people's doors off in ACC competition. And yet, that 15-2 record also includes, and this is the symbolism, a home loss to Stephen F. Austin and a trip to Clemson where they came away with a loss to a lower-tier Tigers team that, yes, did also beat NC State and UNC head-to-head recently, famously beating the Tar Heels in Chapel Hill for the first time ever. But Clemson is likely to finish in the bottom third of the ACC, and yet those two Blue Devils losses are both to lesser teams. Somehow, some way, they have risen to the occasion to beat Kansas and Michigan State and others, in some cases, on the road. You will get to see, by the way, three of the best five players in the ACC as I see those things. Louisville's forward Jordan Wara is an All-American candidate beyond an ACC Player of the Year candidate. And Duke, of course, has not just one star the way a handful of ACC teams do. It's Vernon Carey Jr., the freshman in the post. It's Trey Jones, the sophomore point guard. They're both first-team All-ACC caliber guys. They're both All-America candidates. Carey won a lot of mid-season Player of the Year awards, including mine at accsports.com and at theathletic.com as well. Great players, great coaches. Chris Mack, relatively new to Louisville. Of course, Coach K has been at Duke forever, seemingly. Also on tomorrow's agenda, and game day will be in town as the Cardinals take on the Blue Devils tomorrow early evening. UNC is back in action. Tar Heels haven't played for a week. All practice for Roy Williams as the Heels are an uncharacteristic 8-8, eight and eight, tied for the worst record in the ACC, 1-4 and four in conference play. They have lost seven of their last nine, including back-to-back-to-back home games against bottom half of the ACC opponents, Georgia Tech and Pitt and Clemson. They get the Pitt Panthers up at Pittsburgh this time. That's a noon game tomorrow. We'll see if the Tar Heels are any better after that full week of practice. We do expect Cole Anthony to return to the Carolina lineup soon. We don't know exactly when, but he is now more than four weeks into his recovery from knee surgery, and the original projection was that he would be out for four to six weeks. Quick side note on the Tar Heels. Roy Williams has never, in more than 30 years as a head coach, has never finished with a losing record. I mentioned frequently that he has made 29 of the last 30 NCAA tournaments. Even in the year that he didn't, he still had a winning record. Tar Heels went to the NIT. They were the runner-up in the NIT. They still won more games than they lost. These Tar Heels at 8-8, eight and eight, given what they still have ahead of them, especially not knowing when Cole Anthony's returning, it could be close. It's no guarantee that they will end up with a winning record again in 31 years. Roy Williams has 31 winning records. Kansas Jayhawks, and more recently, these last couple of decades with the North Carolina Tar Heels. NC State is one of my picks 
as the best chance to join Duke and Louisville and Florida State or at least get near them in the upper tier of the conference, which would mean automatic NCAA tournament consideration. The Wolfpack hosts Clemson. They had an impressive win over Miami at midweek at home. They have five of their next seven on the road, so they really need to get some revenge on the Clemson Tigers tomorrow afternoon at PNC Arena. My question of the day for college hoops fans, and you can jump in on the NFL as well, of course, which teams from the ACC or the state of North Carolina are the best bets to join Duke, Florida State, and Louisville in the NCAA tournament? It could be somebody you think is going to win their conference, UNCG, somebody else. It could be the Wolfpack or another ACC team that you think, while maybe not ready to conquer Duke and Louisville or Florida State, you think they'll build an NCAA tournament-worthy resume. The ACC averages eight NCAA tournament bids a year. And that's not looking likely this year. But they're not going to get stuck on three either. We'll talk college basketball near and afar in today's program as well. Beyond that, the NBA, Major League Baseball, the Hall of Fame ballots will be announced on Tuesday. Derek Jeter will be announced as a member of the class of 2020 in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Larry Walker has a shot. Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens are actually inching toward the 75% vote you need from the writers to get in. Early ballots have them right at the 75% thresholds, those who have become uh, public so far again they're all the the data is announced on tuesday they are not expected to reach 75 percent but with each passing year they've been getting closer and closer the carolina hurricanes lost last night that's bad because columbus is one of the teams chasing the canes much worse all-star defenseman dougie hamilton went down in a heap awkwardly into the sideboards last night and he appears to have an injury that could be serious to his left leg or left knee or both. It did not look good last night, just as we're awaiting the Panthers press conference with new coordinator Joe Brady, the 30-year-old wonderkind from the LSU Tigers, kind of awaiting the Carolina Hurricanes sharing exactly what the diagnosis is on Dougie Hamilton. Canes are still in playoff position through 47 games, but not comfortably so. They're kind of right on the edge, tied for the eighth and final spot in the Eastern Conference. I will see you at PNC Arena tonight as they host Anaheim. They are also home on Sunday and Tuesday. Those are the final three games before everybody gets a break for the NHL All-Star break. Kevin in Burlington wants to start the free-for-all Friday phone calls. Connor McGregor is backed in the Octagon this weekend. NHL, baseball, NBA, of course, a lot of NFL, college basketball, and other things. You steer our ship, though. I've brought a lot to the table, including fun facts on the biggest matchups of the weekend, but we follow your lead. It can be a question. It can be a comment. It can be a complaint. Our only rules are that it has to involve either the sports world or this statewide syndicated sports radio show or some combination of those two things. That's Those are wide parameters, but try to stay at least within them. Things get a little crazy sometimes on Free For All Friday. That is not always a bad thing. We'll get to Kevin. We'll get to you. Call us from the mountains. Call us from the beach. Call us from everywhere you'd want to live in between. The number, 1-800-849-2761. More on Titans Chiefs. More on Packers. Niners, more on Louisville at Duke, and more on the other biggest matchups of the weekend that awaits us. You can join, you can steer at 1-800-849-2761 next on the David Glenn Show. 
throwback Justice League. You know, Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman, Aquaman. If there was a combine event where you had to talk to marine life, Aquaman is your guy. Zay Jones is dominating the three-cone drill. Aquaman is dominating the talk-to-porpoises drill. This is The David Glenn Show. Okay, here we go. It's Free For All Friday. We do have a great guest. Nice to get someone who will truly have even better than a front row seat. Chris Myers is right there on the field. Chris Myers is actually headed to practice after he chats with us. It is the Packers at the 49ers. Chris will be right there in San Francisco. He is there now. Fox has the night game on Sunday, Green Bay at San Francisco. The early game on Sunday will be Tennessee at Kansas City. We have, of course, the NFL playoffs, but also the Carolina Panthers on our mind. Luke Keekley's surprising to many retirement. Joe Brady, LSU 30-year-old offensive coordinator, introduced by the Panthers a little bit later this afternoon as their new offensive coordinator under new head coach Matt Rule. Kevin in Burlington has the NFL on his mind. Ryan in Greensboro has college football on his mind. The Carolina Hurricanes of Hockey just announced that Jacob Slavin, their brilliant young defenseman, is going to replace their actual all-star defenseman, Dougie Hamilton, at the NHL's all-star game later this month. If you didn't see it, Dougie went down in a scary-looking heap last night as the Canes lost to the Blue Jackets in Columbus. He's going to be out for a while. No real specific word from the Canes on Dougie Hamilton's diagnosis, but clearly he's not going to be playing hockey anytime soon. You just have to hope shorter term over longer term. He clearly will not be healthy enough to play in the All-Star game. Hence, it was the ultimate no-brainer. Jacob Slavin, brilliant young defenseman, plugged in as the Canes representative at the NHL All-Star game later this month. I will see you at PNC Arena tonight as the Anaheim Ducks visit your Hurricanes. They are still in playoff position the Canes but barely and uncomfortably so let's go to Kevin in Burlington quick reminder on the NFL matchups that await us as I remind you of my college basketball question of the day which teams from either our state or the Atlantic Coast Conference are going to allow us to have more fun during March Madness than just watching Duke Louisville and Florida State make the NCAA tournament. Those are the three no-brainers this year from the ACC. That league usually gives us five or six or seven no-brainers on their way to often even more NCAA bids. It's not as simple this year. Louisville visits Duke tomorrow. It's one of the best matchups. I think the best matchup of the college basketball weekend. More on that matchup in just a little bit. But other than those two, only Florida State looks like a lock for March Madness, meaning the big bracket, the NCAA tournament. Question, which teams in your eyes from either our state or the Atlantic Coast Conference are the best bets to join those three teams in the NCAA tournament? I believe ACC-wise, the correct answers are UVA and NC State. The Tar Heels have such a big hole that even if they look good after Cole Anthony returns, they've got a mountain to climb. There are other really talented offensive teams that can't stop anybody. There are some talented defensive teams that can't score, and my two picks are actually slight variations of those themes. UVA is having trouble putting the biscuit in the basket, but UVA is still playing even after losing four of their five starters from the national title team, some of the best defense that college basketball has to offer under, under Tony Bennett. UVA is going to figure enough out offensively that they are not going to be 
that rare NCAA champion that misses the tournament entirely the season after. My money is on the Cavaliers, and my money is on the NC State Wolfpack. They have very different obstacles to overcome. Virginia, bad offensively, great defensively. You could almost say the Wolfpack is the opposite of that. Very good offensively, usually struggling defensively, although that's been getting a little bit better lately. State got the win it needed over Miami. I believe State will get another win it needs over Clemson tomorrow at PNC Arena. The best bets from the ACC in my eyes are UVA and NC State for two very different reasons. I believe what they're not as good at right now can get better. At UVA, they're struggling scoring, but Mama D.D. is an all-ACC player, and Jay Huff of Durham is a pretty quality big guy, and Braxton Key is back from his injury, and Kihei Clark is getting a little bit better baby steps-wise as a scorer and a distributor at point guard in his sophomore year. Those are reasons to believe they'll get better where they need to get better. NC State, I saw Kevin Keats say that he's now quizzing his players on the opposing scouting report. Great idea. You know why? Because the Wolfpack on some nights fails the basketball IQ test. They have skill. They have talent. They have a little depth when everybody's healthy. I like their top eight. They can play inside with Thunderbird at times. They have a shot blocker in Manny Bates. They have several guards. I think Devin Daniels is an improved version of himself. Actually, four of their tops, four of their six best returning players are better versions of themselves. Markel Johnson's struggling to find his game, and Braxton Beverly has been struggling to find his. The other four are new and improved versions of themselves. Everybody's having trouble stopping or slowing the Wolfpack. They just need to tighten the screws defensively. I believe UVA and NC State are the correct answers from the ACC. Statewide, you know what your best bet probably is? Obviously, again, besides the Duke Blue Devils, and I would argue NC State is in the mix, Wes Miller and UNC Greensboro. Like most of those other leagues, you got to win your league. And this is one of those years where we do not have as many contenders to win their league as we usually do. I think Wes Miller and UNC Greensboro have a chance of winning their league. And, of course, that does come with an automatic bid to the NCAA tournament. They're not the only ones that have a chance, by the way. I'll get into some others later. But your calls now. It is free for all Friday. Kevin in Burlington, you're next on the David Glenn Show. Go right ahead. Hey, David, uh, long-time listener, pretty regular caller. Oh, good to have so you I again. Want, uh, thank you. Uh, I want to start this conversation by saying I am a lifelong Vikings fan since 76. All right. But my reason for calling today is, is you know, got to thinking if, if Rodgers wins this weekend, which I believe he will, you know, he's had a tough time on the West Coast, and I think that's going to play a part. He, he's going to show up this week. But does he unseat Favre? And, and Packers will work. Now, keep mm. in mind, you know, Favre, when he come along, Packers were nothing. And he brought them back to, you know, some kind of, you know, glory, if you will. Yeah. And um, I have respect for both of these guys. As a Vikings fan, they whoop your belt long enough. <laughs> I might not like them too much, but you respect them. <laughs> That's a good question. I mean, you know how these conversations often go? It's, it's right to the Super Bowls. And Brett Favre has one ring, and Aaron Rodgers has one ring. 
Now, beyond, so in that important category, they're tied. Now, if Aaron Rodgers not only beats San Francisco this weekend, if he goes on and beats either Kansas City or Tennessee, of course, two beats one as a starting point for the conversation. Brett Favre was also like a 10 or more time pro bowler. Aaron Rodgers is close to that point. His career is not over. He's 36 years old. Uh, I think Favre was a three-time MVP. Rodgers is a two-time MVP, I think. So you, you, I think you're right to ask the question. They're neck and neck. And if you're neck and neck in most categories and people need a tiebreaker, where are they going to go? Brett got us one, and Aaron, for now, also has gotten us one. Aaron Rodgers gets a second at only 36 years old. I say only because I know Luke Keekley retired at 28. You know, that Drew Brees guy is in his 40s. That Tom Brady guy is in his 40s. Quarterbacks can be different, as was Brett Favre at a later age, right? Aaron, I am not as confident, by the way, that Aaron Rodgers is going to go into San Francisco and beat the 49ers. Here would be my question to those who believe that. And trust me, I'm not rolling my eyes at anybody's predictions. Knock on wood, we were lucky last week. We told you to stay away from the Tennessee-Baltimore game. We wisely told you to stay away from that one. We didn't predict anything, but that was a close matchup, even though most were picking the Ravens to win by a significant margin. I believe... The more, the more likely to win road team, and neither should be expected to win. They're both touchdown underdogs. I think the Titans have a better chance in Kansas City than the Packers have in San Francisco, and here's my main reason why. If we did a little diagram, you ever see those? You, you line up all the different categories, whatever you think is important, quarterback, head coach, you know, special teams, yada, yada, pass rush, balanced offense, and, and then you put an arrow to which side you think has the advantage. If we lined up the Packers and the Niners, of course, almost everyone listening to this show would say I'd rather have Aaron Rodgers than Jimmy Garoppolo. So arrow Packers. Where else would Green Bay get the arrow? Because the Packers do have a new and improved pass rush, I agree, but Bosa and company are an even better pass rushing unit for the San Francisco 49ers. They've found a new running back in Aaron Jones in Green Bay, but the 49ers have had like a multi-headed running back monster that has given Jimmy Garoppolo an even better running game overall. So where else is Green Bay better? I, I'm not – San Fran has home field advantage. San Fran has the better defense overall. San Fran has the more consistent running game. San Fran has the, uh, you know, the dream tight end. Maybe the best tight end in football in George Kittle. Some would say Travis Kelsey of the Chiefs. Who, whatever. A lot of the arrows in my eyes are pointing toward the 49ers. What besides the Aaron Rodgers arrow points toward the Packers? That's why I'll leave your more philosophical question about Brett Favre versus Aaron Rodgers on the back burner. I think they're going to remain as guys who have very similar resumes as, you know, along with Bart Starr, et cetera, the greatest quarterbacks in Green Bay Packers history. 1-800-849-2761. I do even say Darren Vaught is the producer of this program. Intern Will is the guy taking your calls at 1-800-849-2761. Would it be accurate to say today, Darren, specifically today, January 17th, 2020, we're looking for the perfect phone call? On Free For All Friday? <laughs> Is that in all caps? Perfect phone call. All caps, usually with exclamation points. That's what we're looking for, among other things, on Free For All Friday. 1-800-849-2761. I have more fun facts 
on the NFL matchups that awaited us. They were. They are both rematches of regular season games. Do you remember who won the earlier ones? I'll get into that. Louisville is at Duke tomorrow. We'll get into that and more college basketball. Which teams from the ACC or the state of North Carolina are the best bets to join Louisville, Duke, and Florida State in this year's NCAA tournament? Sadly, I don't think we have a lot of great options. <laughs> I Seriously, I do believe UVA, NC State, and then among others in our state, West Miller and UNC Greensboro, have a great chance to pull that off. But it is not a vintage year for that question, and that actually helped us raise that question of the day. Major League Baseball has a sign-stealing scandal where the dominoes keep falling. Three different managers now have lost their jobs. Meanwhile, on Tuesday, Derek Jeter will be announced as the class of 2020 headliner, who will join him and do Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens, great bodies of work, off-the-chart statistics, but the PED-related stain, even though they'll remind you they never failed a test. A lot of intrigue in baseball, a lot of intrigue, unfortunately, for the Carolina Hurricanes, who have lost all-star defenseman Dougie Hamilton to an injury. Connor McGregor is back in the octagon this weekend. I have some thoughts on that return as well. The NBA, including former Duke star Brandon Ingram. Did you see what he did last night? Did you see what he's done for this season? Kinston, North Carolina's own. Brandon Ingram is in all the right headlines right now as another former Duke star, Zion Williamson, finally will make his NBA debut this coming Wednesday. 1-800-849-2761. A reminder of what happened the first time the Titans played the Chiefs and the Packers played the 49ers, along with your calls. Ryan from Greensboro, Jamari in Durham, Jeff wants in as well. You can join us at 1-800-849-2761 next on The David Glenn Show. Megan Rapino is joining us on the David Glenn Show. Not everybody wants to sort of uh, back up Colin Kaepernick. Why are things like that important to you? I think it's all of our responsibility to try to make our country and our society and ultimately the world um, a place that is equal for everyone. This is the David Glenn Show. show lines are lighting up like the proverbial christmas tree we love that i have a lot more on the nfl playoffs the one thing i promised as we come back to your calls yes the titans and the chiefs have played this year yes the packers and the 49ers have played each other this year as we look forward to sunday's afc and nfc title games here's the quick reminder when the packers played the niners they got waxed it was an absolute and utter destruction 49ers over the Packers in every way. They slowed the running game. They shut down the all-star quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. They absolutely dominated with that defense. It was 37-8, to the final score, Niners over Packers. Of course, long ago, as Green Bay fans may want to remind us. Meanwhile, as the Titans visit the Chiefs, and, of course, again, both home teams, Kansas City and San Fran, are roughly a touchdown favorite. Similarly, the Titans got the win over the Kansas City Chiefs. In Nashville, it was. Derrick Henry ran wild. Same dude who right now is the only NFL player ever, not just playoffs, but NFL history, with 180 or more yards in three straight games rushing. Guess how many he had as the Titans beat the Chiefs earlier this season in Nashville? 188 rushing yards. It was mid-November, Tennessee 35, 
Kansas City 32. Patrick Mahomes did play in that game. There was a blocked field goal at the end that would have tied it and maybe sent it into overtime. So it was a nail-biter, but Tennessee beat Kansas City. The little old Titans were only 9-7 and seven in the regular season. They have to face the mighty Chiefs, who are hard to beat anywhere, much less at Arrowhead. How's this for a fun fact as we come back to your calls? If I, if I, Darren, you are really good at this whenever I put you on the spot. Here's what I'm going to tell you. As brilliant as you are, as well-researched as you are in most of the sports that you and I love to follow most closely, I'm going to tell you, and this hint may alter your answer, my instinct as someone who has followed Andy Reid's entire career, rooted for him as an Eagles fan, right, all those years in Philadelphia, if you told me that Andy Reid coached against the Tennessee Titans nine times in his head coaching career and asked me to guess his record, I would have been not just wrong. I would have been like, hide your eyes. I am embarrassed that I was that wrong. Wrong. And I don't like to be wrong that often. You know me well. <laughs> I especially, you know me, if you ask me to give a ballpark guess nine times out of ten, man, this is what I do for a living. Right. I'm You're probably going to I'm gonna get in the neighborhood. I would have fallen flat on my face and been laughed at. If Maybe the listeners would be too. But here it is. This will be Andy Reid's 10th game as a head coach against the Tennessee Titans. What is his record through the first nine? Without hearing your response because <laughs> I would imagine you kind of leaned in favor of a winning record for Andy Reid I'm right? thinking six and three or seven and two yeah so my initial instinct was he's gonna have a winning record because it's Andy Reid but I'm gonna err a little closer to the side of 500 because of the parody <laughs> sure. around the NFL and it's it, that's a, I mean that's been a long-standing thing so I would have said five and four I can't believe this the sixth winningest coach in the history of the National football league is one and eight all time against Tennessee <laughs> wow and it's not like we think of the Tennessee Titans as some juggernaut I mean there were the Houston Oilers before that but it's not like Andy Reid had games against the Houston Oilers I don't think he's been around for a long time so maybe there's one of those in there I don't know but the Tennessee Titans have never won the Super Bowl. The other three teams still standing at least can say they have. I mean, the Chiefs only once back in the 1960s when I was in diapers, but they at least have been there. Andy Reid has never won the Super Bowl, infamously, and that is the history behind him against the Titans. Never would have guessed that. I know the Ryan Tannehill story for Tennessee. I know the Derrick Henry story. And again, I researched the Titans' 35-32 win in Nashville over these Chiefs. I think it's going to be a great matchup in the AFC title game. I am not convinced that the Packers are a good bet to give the 49ers a run in San Francisco. Zach is in Greensboro, and next on Free For All Friday, go right ahead. Hey, hey Zach, hey. what's on your mind? You doing all right, David? Yeah, man, what's, go what's going on? You have an interesting theory on who's going to make the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I, I heard you say this is a vintage-type year for uh, North Carolina teams. Um, but I'm going to go back vintage on you a little bit today with the 2005-2006 Big East team of Syracuse with Jerry McNamara. Okay. Um, heading into that tournament, you know, they were one win, two wins, and they had some vacated wins that season. And he pulled off the impossible with, with four games in four days, uh, 122 points in four days. And, uh, you know, I just had that feeling like, you know, I think there's a great possibility.
possibility, depending on the matchups, what if that's Cole Anthony standing at the top of that ladder that day, the hungry dog gets the bone, the Tar Heels are in the tournament. Well, I'll tell you what. A lot of people laughed at Roy Williams and the Tar Heels 10 years ago. Their final record was the worst of Roy Williams' 31-year coaching career. I believe it was 20 wins and 17 losses. And it was a hair away from being a losing record. Again, this, this year's Tar Heels may be that first losing record. We'll see how it shakes out once Cole Anthony returns. The Heels are at Pitt tomorrow. But that group of Heels laughed at and mocked. We all know there's an ABC element around here and around the country, anybody but Carolina. And they were ridiculing that team. And they were all over Roy Williams. And they were mocking those players. Now, I don't mean the loyal Car Carolina fans. I mean a lot of other people. And those guys somehow, someway, banded together, st stuck together rather than pointing fingers, kept paying attention in practice, and sure enough, they were a better basketball team despite being ridiculed at the end. Otherwise, I forget how many wins it took to get to the NIT title game, but they were good at the end after being seriously sub-500. Something, again, Roy Williams has never dealt with, and here he is right at 500, 8-8, eight and eight as the Tar Heels visit Pittsburgh tomorrow afternoon. With Cole Anthony, the Tar Heels aren't slightly different. They're not slightly better. They're dramatically better. They beat an Oregon team that may be one of the 10 best teams in the country. So I don't think you're crazy for dreaming that. It would be hard to predict that. Here's the bottom line. When you need to win a game at crunch time, your Jerry McNamara, you know, four wins in four days type scenario where obviously you're coming from a low seed and a low record because of a debacle of a regular season. The Tar Heels will be a low seed at the ACC tournament no matter how Cole Anthony rejuvenates them when he returns soon from his injury. At the very least, Roy Williams needs to put five guys out there that he can trust to execute at the end, offense and defense. Without Cole Anthony, there is no lineup that I would trust to make a stop, to make an inbound pass, to convert free throws, to hit a three, to execute the scramble, or whatever he needs to do. There, there is no five. Tor Roy Williams has got a tool back box that in some years has like eight future NBA players on his roster. This year, that ain't happening. So right now, there are not five I would trust. When Cole Anthony returns, he upgrades the defense because of his athletic, athleticism, quickness, willpower, ball-hawking tendencies. He upgrades offense. It wasn't perfect chemistry even when he was healthy. I think we all remember that. But he can get you a bucket when you need one, and I've said all along, he allows Brandon Robinson to go back to being Brandon Robinson. That's not a small thing. Instead of Brandon Robinson feeling the weight of the world on his shoulders as a senior, Right, You dream of playing for Carolina, you play a little, you wait your turn, you get better, you play more, you wait your turn, and finally you're a starter. Oh, and it's going to be your senior day at the end of the day, and it's this dream, and maybe you grew up with light blue on the bedroom walls, etc. And instead of that dream in his senior season, yes, he's a starter, but he's being asked to be something he is not. Like late in the shot clock, here, Brandon, make something happen. That's not what he does. That's what Cole Anthony does. And if you double Cole Anthony and you kick to an open Brandon Robinson, Brandon Robinson can hit that three-point shot. Brandon Robinson does not create something out of nothing offensively. With Cole Anthony, what five would you put out there? There's nothing wrong with Garrison Brooks. Armando Baycott has to continue on the usual freshman big man curve. Vernon Carey at Duke is a freak show. 
He is the anomaly. He is the rare true freshman big guy who's not only ready to play, he's ready to be the ACC player of the year and maybe even the national player of the year. Nine times out of ten, even the best high school big guys need a little while. Again, Vernon the exception. Armando Baycott is, is a very good, promising prospect who on some nights is invisible and on other nights looks like he's going to grow into an all-ACC player at some point, right? So Brooks maybe at the four, Baycott at the five. Now you have Cole Anthony, and now you let Brandon Robinson go back to the wing where he belongs. And then you could have, you know, Leaky Black hasn't been very good, but he needs to keep growing as a sophomore for Roy Williams. Then maybe you have a blend of offensive and defensive-minded guys. You have a blend of younger and older. You have five guys that you're confident can execute in, the cl- in crunch time, maybe in a close game. Right now, again, th- there is no combination of five that Roy Williams can put out there. And as the they were up 10 with two minutes to go against Clemson at home, but the forever streak ended anyway because they, I mean, half credit to Clemson, half the Tar Heels handed it away with those mind-numbing inbounds passes and, you know, mental miscues and all the rest. You just can't do that and expect to beat anybody in the ACC this year. Those, those, that's the backdrop, backdrop for his dream scenario. Unlikely, of course, but the Tar Heels go from the bottom of the ACC. Wherever you think they are without Cole Anthony, they're at best like 13th out of 15 ACC teams. Seriously. They're just not very good. With Cole Anthony, could they be top half? I think they could. Is it too late? We'll see. But I think those are the forces in play. 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket into the program. Jamari is in Durham and I think also has college hoops on his mind. What's going on? Hello. Hey, Jamari. What's going on, man? I'm doing great. What's up? So, I feel like what Duke I don't know about sweep, but I do think Duke is the best bet. It's funny, Coach K recently rolled his eyes at the idea of winning a regular season title. We all know the official champion is the ACC tournament champion. And oddly, because Coach K has won, you know, five NCAA titles and a whole lot of ACC tournaments, double digits. Oddly, it's been a long time since the Devils finished in first place in the regular season in the ACC standings. I think they're the best bet to do that. And I know they just lost at Clemson, but everybody's going to lose. Nobody's going 20-0. and We all knew that. It's a new 20-game league schedule. Somebody could get to 17-3 and or something in that neighborhood, and I think Duke is one of those somebodies. Don't count out Florida State. Don't count out Louisville or Duke, no matter what happens tomorrow. But, yeah, where would my money be right now? My money would be on the Duke Blue Devils. I think they're the best team in this league. Uh, Florida State is great defensively, but not always so great offensively. Louisville and, and those who watch tomorrow, I believe the biggest advantage for the Blue Devils is at point guard. And one of the biggest question marks for Chris Mack at Louisville, he's got strengths everywhere you look. Jordan Wara at forward, ACC player of the year, runner-up to Vernon Carey Jr. right now. So great forward in in Jordan Wara. Quality big man in a guy named Stephen Enoch. You need a three-point sharpshooter, they have a senior named Ryan McMahon, kind of like our recent guest Luke Hancock from the 2013 Final Four. Like, he's got weapons. He's even got depth at Louisville. He doesn't... Coach K has one of the best point guards in the country in sophomore Trey Jones. Louisville's weakest link is point guard. 
have you seen what Trey Jones does to point guards who aren't bringing it? I mean, Brandon Childress of Wake Forest is a very good college basketball player, and Trey Jones ate his lunch. Trey Jones dominated offensively and shut down Brandon Childress so badly he had zero points as a senior for the Demon Deacons. Like, that's owning a game from the point guard position. Louisville has a veteran named Darius Perry and a St. Joe's transfer, cool nickname, Fresh Kimball. Those two guys have to get better if Louisville's going to really be, you know, not just a contender, they're already that. But if they want to win a national championship or threaten for one, they need better point guard play. That is, of course, the least of Coach K's concerns. Coach K's got Vernon Carey in the post, Trey Jones at point guard, and his wild card variable is how much and quickly does everybody else come along. I actually like Cassius Stanley as a freshman on the wing. But when they lost at Clemson, Matthew Hurt, another prep All-American, invisible, disappeared. He's a six foot ten guy who already can shoot three-pointers, but he's not always tough. He's not always a good defender. He's not always helping on the boards. So there's room for growth there, right? Freshmen tend to improve the most from the beginning of their freshman year to the end of their freshman year. Vernon Carey's already great. Cassius Stanley's already pretty darn good. Wendell Moore's been complicated by his time away with injury. When Duke is full strength, and they've been missing Joey Baker and Wendell Moore, so instead of a 10-man rotation, it's been an 8-man rotation. They have role players like Jordan Goldwire, expert defender at guard. You know, Javin Delorier is a defender and rebounder only in the post. There's nothing wrong with glue guys and role players when Trey Jones and Vernon Carey and others are your superstars. It is the best combination of talent and depth and coaching and even a little bit of experience, which the Blue Devils desperately lacked last year with all of those freshmen getting so many minutes. This year, yeah, they're leaning on freshmen heavily again, but they have at least a sprinkling of guys who have been around a while. I like Duke's mix better than I like anybody else's, including FSU and Louisville, and I think it'll prove out. I mean, who knows? With an ACC title or a regular season first-place finish or both, You know, Duke is as good a bet as anybody to win one or both of those things. We're back after this. Chris Myers of the NFL on Fox. He's in San Francisco. He'll be part of the call as the Packers visit the 49ers. He joins us in about 25 minutes. More of your calls on the David Glenn Show. Coach Lou Holmes is joining us. What can you tell us about those four seasons in Raleigh? Everybody from North Carolina calling us Boo You and Agriculture You. And I remember walking in the press conference saying, I want everybody in the state to understand agriculture is better than no culture. Stay with us on the David Glenn Show. Oh, bad news for the Carolina Hurricanes. Dougie Hamilton, all-star defenseman, has a broken left fibula. Will need surgery perhaps as early as today. That means he's out for quite a while, obviously. Jacob Slavin will take his place at the NHL All-Star Game. Chris Myers drops by. He'll be calling the NFC Championship game for Fox. He's with us in about 15 minutes. More of your free-for-all Friday phone calls next on the David Glenn Show. I don't want those damn Dukies rooting for us. They've hated all year long. Let them go right on hate. The situation were reversed. I would hope they would lose by a hundred. You're in fantasy land if you ever think NC State's going to make it back to the national championship game. So just forget that right now. Go to hell, Carolina. Go to hell. Keeping the peace in NC on the David Glenn Show.